When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Friday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. We are back in studio, first time since Monday. Mm. Yeah, how about that? It is Friday, we have not been together in this studio since Monday morning. Tuesday, Wednesday, Lucas Oil Stadium yesterday, travel issues for you. I was in eastern Iowa doing the show from an upstairs bedroom. And here here we are today, both back in the saddle. Yeah, it was a big flex by the ticket going to Indy. I'd say I'd say for the big boys it worked out well. I'd say for the little dudes like us, it was a little rugged. <laughs> it was a little rugged. Yeah. It was a little rugged. Yeah, but here we are though. We're all back. We're all here. Gang's all here. I, I feel like you have been scarred for life with your travel issues you had. I can, don't know. can you can you all right, so you we talked about on the air. Your problems getting to Indy. Mm-hmm. Now we we didn't really go into full detail. You sent me a text late on Wednesday saying there's smoke in the cockpit yeah. in the plane. Yeah. No kidding, won't be there tomorrow. Can you go into further detail yeah, of what yeah, exactly yeah. happened? Could you see the smoke? I don't mind. No, here's what happened. So to set the stage for, yes, for people do. that don't listen every day, Big Ten Media Days was this week. Big Ten Media Days was in Indianapolis. So yeah, we covered the the issues getting to Indy. Right. Now getting home. <laughs> now we we had a flight. <clears throat> we had a flight uh early 
when yeah was it wednesday evening yeah early wednesday evening mm-hmm. yeah early wednesday evening we had a flight out of indy that was supposed to go to minneapolis they're supposed to go to minneapolis okay. right. and, and we got to indy airport which by the way has been ranked the number one airport in the country would you agree with that for 10 straight years Indy's airport has? Yeah, 10 straight years. It's a gorgeous airport. I, I didn't step foot inside of it, yeah, so it I is. couldn't tell. Oh, you can tell. I mean, it's definitely a gorgeous airport and well-kept. Um, now, our flight, of course, got pushed back because every flight you're on gets pushed back um, or canceled. Uh, airline industry, Jay, Jay Foreman, a dear friend of ours, said, Sip, don't, I mean, come on, the airline industry's fine. I fly all the time, and I don't have that many problems. I didn't see that side of the airline industry. <laughs> hey, what, what charmed life are you living, man? Right. Yeah, I, I, I believe what he's saying. I just, I just failed to see it. But anyway, um, so we're sitting there. Our flight, of course, got moved back, and about eight thirty, we got on the plane. I, you know, we gotta, we gotta go because we gotta, we got a connector in Minneapolis at ten thirty. So we're on the plane, and we're headed toward the runway, and then the plane stopped. And I knew something was going on. I, I knew it because I smelled something. It you smelled like somebody was, Yeah, it smelled like somebody was soldering copper. Oh, that's just a great smell right. in the airplane. <laughs> that's what you want to smell when you're taking off. Absolutely. Yeah. So I didn't I, – I, I thought that something was amiss. And then right away, about a minute later, a minute later, they announced that there's smoke in the cockpit. Smoke in the cockpit. At this point, are you like just laughing, saying, "Of course, there's smoke I, in the I, cockpit." Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I, no, it wasn't just this trip. It's just sort of the way the world has been since 2020. Yeah, you're just kind of numb to it all now. And you know what? The people just filed off. We yes, couldn't. Yeah, we, we couldn't take our bags. Sense. Couldn't take our bags. Uh, we just had to file off. Um, but nobody. Your- but you know what? Nobody really. There was no. You know, there's no raised voices except for at one point they said they said to leave the plane in an orderly fashion. You know, we could. What do you mean you could take your bags? We could. You could only take a bag, like a like a your purse, carry-on? a pur. No, you couldn't take your main bag. You could take if you had a <laughs> purse or a like. I had a book bag. They let you take your book bag. I don't know. Um, and they said leave the plane in an orderly fashion. And there was one guy who made his. Who was making his way up the aisle to get his wife's purse out of the overhang, and that one one guy raised his voice and said, "This is not orderly." Uh, <laughs> so there was that, but that was it. That was the only thing. <laughs> you had some hell hellish problems, man. Yeah. So we had to, you know. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. Oh come on, that's pretty awful. But Your like trip I said, sounds like the trip from hell. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. You had. To recap, if you didn't tune in on Tuesday or Wednesday to hear Sip's issues getting to Indy, you flew from Omaha to Charlotte. Your flight from Charlotte to Indianapolis got canceled, canceled delayed, yeah. and then canceled, right? Yeah. And then you had to find a flight to Cincinnati, which is like an hour and 45-minute drive to Indianapolis. Yeah, which left which, it. Which left, which left uh, where were we? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, we, it left Charlotte at like 11.30. Right. You arrived like at 12.30 or, or 1, 1 in the morning. 1 morning, yeah. You had, to, you had to find a rental car and drive to Indy, which you arrived at three thirty in the morning at. Yeah, and you're saying this is not a trip from hell it's for you? Trip, I mean, come actually, on, yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. If that's not a trip from hell, what has to go wrong? Like so, your car imploding or what? So we just had to in Indy back to Indy. We just had to get a rental car, um, and we drove to Peoria. Yeah. Uh, I drove through Peoria. Yeah, did you? Yeah, Peoria is a place you go 
to hide. If I if I'm ever on the lam, you I would I know where you're at. One one possible place to go would be find a nondescript neighborhood in Peoria okay. and just lose it. Could and, see that. Yeah, and, and pay everything in cash and for in my purposes, probably stay out of Mexican restaurants because that's be the first people first they'd place be looking for you there. People look at me. I just have to switch up my yeah. food taste yeah, a little be bit. Be a Chinese food man. <laughs> Low main, please. <laughs> Fried rice tomorrow, though. So that's that. No, we're here though. Um, we are here. And Kayla Caffey's gone. Kayla Caffey, yes. We're here. Husker volleyball player. Kayla Caffey's in the transfer portal. We can yes. get to that later. We, we will. Okay. We can we're here? Kayla Caffey is in the portal. That was announced late last night, apparently. Yes. Uh, 464-5685. Call or text, as always. You can also comment and watch on the Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter streams. Um, from Michael in Carolina, he says, uh, do the indie travel woes make you nervous for the Ireland trip? We just got to get through Chicago. I, I mean, I think... My answer is going to be yes to that one. I mean, I drove. I had no problems. It was a long drive. But for me, driving was fine. For the flights, it sounded like it was a big problem. Now, our guys didn't have as many issues as you do. Now, DP's bags got left in Dallas on the yeah. flight out here. Yeah. He got those the next day. They were delivered to the room at the hotel. That's a good deal. But I think their flight on the way back was only delayed like an hour. It was delayed, but it wasn't yeah. any sort of problem of smoke in the cockpit right. or a canceled flight. Like they, they got back just an hour later than they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Very, that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Um, what was the question that the uh, listener had? Uh, Michael in Carolina says, do, do your indie travel woes make you nervous for the Ireland trip? Um, I think we just go to Chicago. Well, we got to, you know, you got to fly to Chicago. So there's, you know, you got to get to Chicago and then you got to get out of Chicago. That's the, yeah. I'm always nervous, even in the best of times. Now, now you can... You travel too, and I don't. This might be a bad take, but I always thought, even in the best of times, if you're flying into O'Hare and it's afternoon, mm-hmm. and it's bad. afternoon, bad. you got a fifty-fifty shot of everything going oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Now, I think flying early in the morning. <clears throat> if I was to counsel people on travel, and I oh yes, please, I would say always travel as early as possible because I think traveling these days often mirrors life where you get up in the morning and you have a very sunny outlook and this is going to be a good day i'm going to be a productive citizen and we're going to we're going to get a lot done today and it's going to be a a joyful day love it and then by noon everything's kind of going to hell (laughs) you just got to stay in there and you got to remind yourself that this is going to be okay flying i think you have a good shot of 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 encountering few problems if you're flying early in the day. As the day goes on, flights all all over America get canceled. Right. There's issues with planes, there's issues there's a domino with domino effect. There's issues with weather. There could be something happening in Melbourne, Florida that affects you in Cincinnati, Ohio, and boom, it's all it all starts to unravel. But if you're if you're early out of the gate, I think the few the it the chances are less that you'll encounter problems. Travel By the way, advice. I got that basically from Jay Foreman. Oh. Yeah, Jay said... So you're stealing his advice. Travel you. early in the morning. Travel advice from Steve Sippel via Jay Foreman this morning at early break. That's what we do. Any other questions? 
Let me see what the Vegas Bob yeah. has. Yeah, uh, 402-464-5685. Uh, let's see here. Sanderson wants to know what happened to the rental car. Do you just leave it at Indy? Yeah, that's fine. That's what happens to rental cars. Yeah. It's a one-way. Uh, the Vegas Bobcat says your travel issues are a yawn. Uh, tell Jake to to understand that this is reality. <laughs> Thank you, Vegas Bobcat. I, I I know what reality is. I've, I've had problems with with travel. Yeah, but I tell you what. I if I went to India again, I would drive again. I would do that. Yes, it was long, but everything you told me and everything I've heard from other people said I'm not I'm not flying. I'm no with way. you. I'm with you. If it's not direct, I'm not going. Right. If if it's fewer than 12 hours now anywhere, I'd counsel people to drive. Unless Just drive. it's a direct flight. If it's direct yeah. to the city, I might partake I might entertain that. But if it's yeah. connecting somewhere, especially if you're flying way past it to Charlotte, no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, you did the I'm I'm with you 100%. I think you should I think you should opt to drive if you can. All right, thank you. I, I'll do it again. So we're back from media days. Um, I know that you were you were busy writing most of day two out there. You didn't get a chance to hear from Mel Tucker and and uh, you know James Franklin and, and coaches like that. But did you get a chance to read anything at all and, and see what was said? Anything stand out to you? What 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 becomes your main takeaway from media days if it's if it's not a Nebraska thing? If you didn't know. Don't you don't really have one. It's fine. You were focused in Nebraska. I mean, here one ta- one big takeaway about the Big Ten West is okay. it's everybody has a chance to win it except for Northwestern and Illinois. And it's it it's not a bad division, but it's very it's very uh I'll say cluttered at the cluttered in the, in that five team range where you just it'll come down to which of those five teams Wisconsin, Iowa Nebraska, Purdue, Minnesota, is able to kind of probably, Jake, eke out close wins. I mean, it's – I think it's – and, you know, that doesn't necessarily, if you look at Nebraska's history, obviously bode well for Nebraska unless it unless it changes its tune. But I, that's one big thing. And I, that's coming from writers. Like, there are a lot of writers look at it that way. Yeah, Nebraska has a shot. Um, Nebraska has a shot, but – not not any better than Minnesota or Purdue yeah. or Iowa or Wisconsin. I, I don't fight that at all. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And and I wouldn't say Wisconsin has a a big there's there's any kind of gap between Wisconsin and anybody, right? Or Iowa and anybody. Yeah, why are they viewed as the hands down favorite? I think it's a it's a knee jerk reaction. It's Wisconsin. I, they have been the standard bearer. Yeah, but as you and I both know, Graham Mertz is still their quarterback. Yeah, and, he, and, and that's not that's not a good thing. And you know them. me, I'm not very you would say would you say my MO is I'm not all that critical of players? Or coaches. Right. But but Mertz is a problem. <laughs> he is. He's not, he, yeah, he's just a He's dude. a problem. He's just a guy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He well, I would I would say, yeah, that that Mertz should give Nebraska fans confidence, is what I'm saying. I mean, he's like, just not like for those for those who bashed Alex Hornibrook who because you know Mike Schaefer was one of those guys that thought he sucked basically I mean, he delivered a, a 13 and 1 season at Wisconsin Hornibrook Hornibrook is Dan Marino compared to Mertz okay he is and if you talk to Wisconsin fans they don't like they don't they're not fans of Mertz they're not they're not high him in they they were when he came in there cuz he was a high ranking but he hasn't showed anything so far. His numbers are terrible, and they're particularly terrible against top 25 teams. Or teams with a winning record. I'll just say teams with a winning record. 
So I don't want to make this a bash fest on merch. We're not going to do that. I, a big takeaway is, yeah, Nebraska has a shot. It has a legit shot. A lot of writers feel that way. Purdue, oh, I was talking to Tom, Tom Deanhart, the Purdue beat writer. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. Karlaftis was a big loss. A George, George loss. Karlaftis was a big loss. And he says the defense, he says the defense is never going to be great at Purdue. Uh, but that's what they're selling is that per, the Purdue defense is going to lead the way. But he says, no, it's it's more about O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell. And and he says they're not great. He says they're, they're, they're probably a seven to eight win yeah. team. But if they win that close game or a close game or two, then they get to nine and then they can be in the hunt. Yeah, I've told you when I look at Purdue, I just I don't see this – team that is going to win the West. I like, came around to, way, to your way of yeah, thinking. You know, David Bell's gone. Rondell Moore's been gone for a couple of years now. Payne Durham is there. Great tight end. Sure, that's, that's fine. But they lost also, they lost a couple receivers besides David Bell. Right. Milton Wright. Right. Milton Wright's the big one. Academically, he was an academic casual, casualty. And yeah, I mean, I, I will keep saying it as, as Tom Deanhardt said, I've said it a long time. George Karloftis, you don't just replace. It's a first-round defensive end. Mm-hmm. You don't just replace those. No, I know. I know. That, but they have some depth. Think about uh, how much we talk about on this show all the time about, oh, we wish we could have a Randy Gregory again. That was a first-round talent. Right. I would say, as far as overall takeaway, there wasn't any big splash news in Indy. Right? There wasn't. No big splash no, news. not really. Nebraska is definitely sort of an afterthought they at are. this point. They are. Um, not not tr- treated about as the same level as Illinois, which is fine. I mean, that's... The, the Illinois beat you twice in a row. They've... Right. You know, you're 15 and 29 in, the, in your coach's tenure. Right. Makes sense. So it's not... Yeah, it's not... And I'm not... That's that's all right. We got to know where we're, we're at in this world. That's where we're at. I, I, don't, I don't have any problems with that. As far as Nebraska goes, I'm definitely in the camp. I'm in a small camp, apparently. That I thought Frost's appearance was just fine. We talked about that. I thought he was good. We got a lot of information from him. Um, I and I thought he was, you know, pleasant eighty-five to ninety percent of the time. And you know, let's just be clear on something. Scott Frost isn't a big fan of media, and he's in a media event. I mean. Frost would rather be somewhere else. That's not. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? Frost would rather be somewhere else, and he has that sort of demeanor at this thing. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. He wasn't unpleasant, though. 
I'd rather be somewhere else when I go to the dentist, which I don't go to. But it, but if I did, yeah, if I did, I wouldn't be unpleasant in the office. I would be okay, but I wouldn't want to be there. And you could probably tell to a certain degree. And that's how Frost is at, at media date. He's not a big fan of me. He's very close to Pelini in that regard. They remind me of each other. I think Scott's at a place in his career that reminds me very much of Pelini in 212, 213, and 214, which was the conversation was always, he'd say something sort of uh, untoward or something I knew would make some of or a lot of the fan base upset. And he'd say, Sipple, what do I care? If I win, I'm going to be here. If I don't, I won't. What does it matter? What sad I, because Bo was actually winning. What does it matter what I say? And I, you know what? He he became <clears throat> very bottom line oriented. Well, don't you think Frost is in a very bottom line situation now? Where it's not like he can, or let's put it this way. It's not his style to try to curry favor with people by by phoning it up at yep. Big Ten Media yeah. Days. That's not his style. It's not Scott's style. All right? So he's just going to go there and do his thing. I thought he was professional, and that was it. But is he is he a great orator? If you were expecting Winston Churchill, <laughs> then you were disappointed, right? Because Scott's not Winston Churchill. He's not, you know, he's not – Ken Shimmick, even. I mean, the <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some people that like to be on camera, like to be in front of a microphone. Scott just would rather coach football. Now, Scott is in a great place right now. You know why? Because this is a great time for coaches. They're back around their guys. It's not even August yet, in nope. his case. July 29th. So the, so the pressure and the anxiety hasn't ramped up. This is a perfect time for him. I bet he wasn't even upset about the criticism he received in uh, Indy. I bet he wasn't oh, he upset. He probably rolled his eyes. Well, he has so much else to, to think about, and he's in a great place right now. He loves being around the team. This is the time of year where, you know, it's a, it's a grind in camp and all that, but, you know, the, the game's still far enough away that you don't feel a lot of nerves and anxiety. So here we are. Uh, let's get a call from Chris on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Chris, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday to you, Jake and Steve, and welcome back, you guys. And Monday must have, must seem like a month ago. It does. It feels like a long time ago. Now that you mention it. Yeah, it does. How has your week gone, Chris? <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Real good. We, we enjoyed all the reports from... Uh, from Indianapolis, you know, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I go, my takeaway from, from the media days is I don't know if there's as much information coming out as there used to be at those. Everybody's pretty, pretty as, as, as we say, close to the vest there. You know, they're not letting out a lot. You know, you were talking about the statements, Jake, coming out of, uh, of uh, media days, if any of them struck Steve one, of course, we all do this. The one uh, that uh, the Ohio State coach mentioned that was in the paper yesterday, you know, his quote was, 11-2 and two and a Rose Bowl win may be good at some places, not at Ohio State. Right. We talk about that. Mm -hmm. We talk about yeah. that. Those expectations are what Gene Smith told Ryan Day when he hired him. He put his arm around him, Chris. 
and said, you know, Ryan, we expect to win them all. And he smiled, but you knew he was. It he, wasn't a joke. He wasn't a joke. No, no, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't a joke. And and hey, uh, Steve, Jake, I'm sure that's the message spread to coaches that are hired, probably at USC, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Texas, Oklahoma, places like that too. Oh, oh I think so. Yeah, I think yes, so. Yes, yes. Well. Now, guys, hey, listen, first of all, I'd like to hit on, on uh, Scott okay. for, for Frost first. Uh, now, Steve, you, you, I know you kind of put up a little defense for him there, but Tom Chattel had an article chiding him uh, there a couple of days ago in the World Herald. Oh, we saw it. Oh, we saw, that, we saw that, Yes, about the uncomfortable situation when he first got up there and, and dead silence and even the lady that was the uh, – coordinator there uh was a little troubled by it but uh uh when he went straight to the question and answer session you know listen you guys we all know now putting up with the media come on that's you know what you're going to get here you know when you take this job that you know what it's just part of the job that's it it's the only game in town and that's you got to put up with it you're getting paid three Whatever, three to five million dollars a year to do that, you know. Uh, you know, come on, make a statement. You know, show a little bit of personality, and and you know, let's let's move on and let's hope things go well this year. But uh, guys, one comment mm-hmm. on your on the your analyst there, your analysis of the Wisconsin. Uh, hey guys, you know, Graham Mertz or no Graham Mertz? Let's face it. That the quarterback at Wisconsin, the quarterbacks there have not been the problems. The problems have been those running backs. True. The, the quarterbacks we've had problems with was the one, the only one I remember was Russell Wilson the first year we were in the Big Ten. Yeah. Remember, guys, 10 years ago this year, we got beat by a mm. Wisconsin team oh, yeah. that was coming into that championship game with. Five or six losses. Five losses. And like a third or fourth team quarterback. Yep. And we get beat by 40 points uh, because they ran all over us. They pulled plays on us that, that we acted like we'd never seen or expect to come. But, but anyway, guys, yeah, uh, uh, I'm more worried about that running back they got up there than Graham Mertz because he's, he's the guy that's – Set they've got set at running back, and and let's face it, those running backs have made a a habit of running for at least two hundred yards against this. So, but anyway, guys, hey, listen, you guys, uh, it's good to have you back. Welcome back. Glad you made it. Um, uh, you got a great show going on here, and I'm going to hang up and listen. You guys have a good weekend. Thank you, yeah, Chris. Point well taken by Chris Braylon Allen. Average ten yards a carry. Against Nebraska, Melvin Gordon ran for 700 yards in one game against Nebraska. Yeah, on and on, he's right. He's right. And I, I guess I talk about Mertz more in the context of winning the division, not beating Nebraska. Um, can you win a division with Graham Mertz? That, I mean, that's a fair question. Well, they're, they're the, they have you favorites to win it all? It's a fair question, and I don't mind asking questions like that as much anymore with NIL. Not that I don't know if Mertz is making a bunch of money, but when guys are making money, then and, they, and if they want to be treated like pros, and let's go ahead and do that, and, and we can question them a little bit more. Don't tell me these these guys deserve to get paid 
and that you don't mind if they're in a professional league and then say you got to treat them like kids. That doesn't line up. Let's treat them. If you want to, if you want them to be pros, let's let's treat them like that. If they want to be treated like that. pros, let's do it. I mean, uh, can't have it both. Ways. No, can't have it both ways. Um, Before we get to Vince, can I read something real quick? I'd love that. What do you think the text line is addressing right now? I don't know. That was said in the last five minutes I on this don't show know. by you. What? There's several texts. That's <laughs> I'll read. I'll read all three of these ones before we get to Vince. Uh, so Jeff says, "Did Sip just compare Winston Churchill and Ken <laughs> Shimmick?" <laughs> no. <laughs> kind of. Go ahead. That one guy says, first time that Winston Churchill and Ken Shimmick have ever been referred to in the same sentence." And Faisal says. Churchill would have made a bowl game by now. <laughs> yeah, Churchill probably would have been a great coach. He probably would have, probably been. Would have been a great yeah. coach. I don't know about Shimmy. Yeah, he might have been too. But I, all, no, what I was getting at is Churchill was a fabulous order, right? And he was very comfortable in front of the masses, right. and he embraced it, and he and he. He he was inspirational in that setting. Shimmick obviously is very comfortable in oh, front of a camera. The he's the goat, the right, man. Right, he's very comfortable. He, I mean, it's incredible. He is incredible how comfortable he is, and he likes it. He lives with a high pressure. Yeah, too. Frost wouldn't be a good weatherman. <laughs> no, he would not. What's wrong with that guy? He's freaking out. Up no, there. he's not freaking out. It's like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, There's a tornado right here, man. You got to show us something. Frost man. wouldn't be a good prime minister. He might be there. a good prime minister, actually, but the, he 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 probably wouldn't be a great weatherman. That's I'm just saying that some people Shimmick. are more comfortable in front of cameras and microphones and making speeches than others. Okay. Fair enough. Frost. See where I come down on all that, that whole, that whole opening statement thing. The reason it didn't register with me is because I'm sort of in that bottom line category. Like Bo used to say, what's it all? All this stuff is just extraneous. It just comes down to whether you, you're on the right side of the ledger in the win loss category. Right. All the other stuff is largely sort of extra extraneous noise that we that we deal with because the football off season is so long. When they start playing, that's when that's what matters. It's gonna call from Vince, who's up early as usual in Napa, California, four six four five six eight five. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you, Vince? Vince, how are you? Doing well. I'm doing well, and especially happy to see that you travel. That you survived your traveling fiasco. Yeah, it was a fiasco. I'm trying to. Hey, Vince. Here's what I'm doing, though. I'm yeah. just putting it behind me, almost acting like it never happened. Well, in the words of Bill Belichick, you're on to Cincinnati, right? <laughs> hey, that's a good one, Vince. Well done. Well done. That's a good one. I like well, that one. <laughs> Let's see. Well, let's see. Well, just so you guys know, I'll be on vacation from work next week, so I don't. So, so I don't know. How, so I don't know how often I'll be calling next week, but I, but I'll, I'll definitely pepper some of the other shows with uh, some of my antics. Okay. Yeah, we consider you to be our properties, though. So let's not go too far with the other shows. But anyway, just joking, Vince. Do what you got to do. <laughs> what, what What do you got yeah. to say? What do you got to say? Yeah, but let's see. Well, well, a couple of well, a couple of things come. You know, a couple of things stand out. I mean, from media days, what I, you know, what I looked into is, okay, you know, how how much of the tea leaves can I read as far as, 
Well, as far as, you know, what the offense could potentially look like, and, you know, and I mean, Frost didn't, definitely didn't tip his hand, not that I expected him to, but um, <clears throat> just a gut feeling, and I don't know, well, and I don't know why I think this, but uh, I think the offense could look some, I, I'm thinking somewhat similar to the Bill Callahan era as far as, you know, striving between, striving between a good mix between the run and the pass, and hopefully it's, uh, <clears throat> and hopefully it winds up being about a 60-40 ratio uh, on the run side. On the run side, that that would probably be the best thing. But uh, but as far but as far as uh, as far as what you say about you know coaches uh, a pro, you know a coaches demeanor, whether it's press conferences, whether it's on the sidelines or anything like that. I mean, I have long felt that you know that is. That is def- that is one of the most convenient and most overanalyzed things, you know, <clears throat> that, that people get into, whether it's fans, whether it's media, or anything like that. Because, like, um, well, I mean, and again, they, these are just isolated examples. I could probably rattle off eight thousand of them. But um, I remember back in the day when Mike Gidgel was coaching the Chicago Bears. Well, I mean, as well as we know, I mean. <laughs> You know, did kick. You know, did kick came with a lot of fire, and, but when the <clears throat> when they were winning, it was oh yeah, look at him, well, look at him go. But then when things started getting sideways, it was uh, he, he's a tired act. You know, and um, another example would be, I mean, I mean, I can't not not that I can I can't stand in game interviews, but I remember back when the San Antonio Spurs were good, and Greg Popovich would get interviewed on the sideline, he'd be very short, very terse. Well, and part of that is because he hated the in-game interviews, which I think are a damn joke, anyhow. But, uh, but, and everybody would say, "Ah, look at Pop." <laughs> but nowadays, you listen to him at a press in a post-game press conference, and he, he's not that way anymore. But um, <clears throat> again, more to the point, I just think it's it's one of those things that tends to get ridiculously overanalyzed. But, uh, but you know, but 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 one thing's for sure, guys, is this, okay? I mean, lately, as you've seen on Twitter, you know, I posted I, I posted a rant, and I was literally out the middle, of, you know, on the side of the road, out on the highway. Hmm. Where, 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 <laughs> where hmm. thankfully, I wasn't around many houses. Otherwise, I would have been tackled by the police. Hmm. But, um, hmm. but, um, but one thing I'll tell you though is okay. this, though, guys, oh, is boy. this: we're only, yeah, that countdown's getting closer. That countdown's getting closer. August 27th. Yeah. No questions asked. You show up every week and you fight with bloody young goals. <laughs> All right. Took some time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good job. Thanks, Thank you, Vince. I needed that. My coffee's gone, and that helps. Some more things. Um, yeah, more and more, you see people on the side of the road yelling. I, that's one thing I've noticed. I've <laughs> uh, <laughs> seen a lot more of that these days. So, Vince, you're probably okay on that count. Uh one more text before we get to break. Yeah, we this, need this to go back to. Thank uh, you, Vince. By the way, thanks. this goes back to the, the Ken Shimmick and Churchill yeah, comparison to Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read this in all cap letters. It is in all cap letters. I'm not going to yell this. I'm just going to read it in a normal voice. Okay. This is from the other Chris and Lincoln texted. Oh, hello, other Chris. He says uh, we're not asking Frost to be a better orator than Winston Churchill. We're just asking for him to be as competent at public speaking as the worst kid in my speech class sophomore year of high school. He's all. He, come on. He's not. He's not a bad 
I, I always take up for coaches. I get that. But Frost, Frost isn't a bad public speaker. He didn't give an opening statement. And I disagree, Chris. God bless you. I disagree that the moderator was uncomfortable. Did you think she was uncomfortable? I think she was caught by surprise. Okay. Because usually everyone does an okay. opening statement. She says, nope, no questions. Or, nope, just take some questions. She's like, oh. She I, was taken aback. But, but he said it in a pleasant manner. He did. If you listen back to the way we listened to it on Wednesday morning, and it sounded very pleasant. It wasn't like, nope, no, 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 no. Let's just go. Jake, you're getting up to the age now where coaches might. the ageism here. If a coach ever calls you from another place and says, kind of tell me what Nebraska's like, what should I be ready for? A what zoo. you need to tell him is, or her, is that it is everything matters. Everything. Don't, I mean, Pelini had a hard time adjusting to this. Everything matters. Even opening statements matter here. You might, you you would tell that coach, if you fail to make an opening statement somewhere, you might get hammered for it. Be ready for anything at this place. I mean, because everything matters. Everything. And that's, you know, you can decide whether that's good or bad. More next on Early Break on the Ticket. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.